Welcome to Not Quite Living, yeah, single. Yeah, I got them vocals. Uh, this is a Carefree Black Nerd review show covering the ins and outs, ups and downs, love, hate, situationships, and relationships of the 90s hit TV comedy series Living Single. Uh, this is episode two, I'll Take Your Man's. Uh, and I am joined again by none other than my brother in podcasting, the amazing, phenomenal, always working baby Huey. Welcome back, brother. Hey, I'm back. You not so living single mother. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, <laughs> somebody, throw that on the shirt too. No. <laughs> hey, not so living motherfucker. <laughs> Go ahead and plug your shows. Let these uh, fine, not quite living single folks out there uh, know where they can find you. Hey, the not quite single life is the best. But no, nah, um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Baby Huey. That's B A E B Y H U E Y. Um, and check the shows, Equipment I Jams. We out here. Okay, okay, okay. And again, for all yous out, th- all yous out there, all yous folks out there, <laughs> these shows will uh, be on the show notes. So make sure you hit the description of the episode, and we'll pop up all that amazing content that Huey has out there for you. Um, now. I guess remind folks when you kind of first started watching Living Single, like did you watch it live or did you watch it in syndication? It it most likely was syndication. That's <laughs> I want to go ahead and just, just stamp that. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, um, in this episode, which is I'll take your man's, um, we have just as it says uh, Kim's jealousy Kim uh, Regine's jealousy however uh, affects all the roommates when Maxine begins dating her ex-boyfriend uh, Charles Chuck what was his name I'm gonna say Charles them niggas ain't seen so much right right it's, I think it was Charles though I think it was Charles we're gonna go with Charles for now um, if I'm wrong tweet me using the hashtag uh, NQLSPOD and let me know um he was in Martin as man number two in Rock as oh customer. So I don't, you know, anyone who knows man, Charles Penland, yeah, just uh, give him a shout out. I looked him up. I don't think he's done a whole lot of work, but I feel like he was still worth looking up, uh, being the second love interest on this uh, series. So um, I don't know. Any initial thoughts on the I'll Take Your Man episode of Living Single? It's I just it's funny how Regine gets played back to back. Yeah, <laughs> like in the first episode, bam, shit happens. Second episode, bam, she shit happens again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like how this episode showed her and Max. Um, because again, that's one of my favorite relationships in the show. This, um. And again, it was a situation that, like, it just felt real. And then watching it felt real. And this is like, you have people that act like Regine who say stupid shit but don't really mean it Mm -hmm. because they think you're going to actually pay into their shit. Like, right, right. Because in this episode, I was Max. Like, Well, I was on her side. Right. Oh, that was that I was haven't a been in that situation, okay. but I was on Max's side, and I could see me doing what Max did had I been in that situation. Okay, and that was actually a question I had, but we'll go ahead and address that now. Between the two, be it uh, Regine, which who let me say starts off 
the episode dating this guy who she makes sure to emphasize he is the DA. No, what did she say? God damn it. What was his position? Because she made sure she led with that. He is the uh, the assistant Red DA. Bottle? Huh? Okay. 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 <laughs> Charles, that's his name. The assistant DA Charles, the first bottle. So, um, <laughs> what she, uh, with her introducing him that way and then him leaving, and she's like, oh, he has no je ne sais quoi. He has no joie de vie. He has no oomph. And <laughs> so the situation is they eventually break up. Well, she breaks up with him. And Max finds her way into his arms, so to speak. And that's where the conflict begins. I was very much on Max's side this episode. Like, yeah, and granted, she was being petty as fuck. As fuck. But, but yeah. <laughs> Racine thought that she had it like that until she did it. Clearly. And that that's, I guess, what gets me. Because it's one thing to be like, oh, that show, your homegirl, you can't date her ex by whatever. But I feel like Max went through all the proper channels. She right, said, she, was yeah, she said it was done. She said, oh, no hard feelings, not on my end. Go ahead and call him. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So so are you with me on Max's side? Or are you, you know, leaning towards Regine at the end of the day? Yeah, I'm on Max's side because, like I said, if I would have been Max had that situation been presented to me. Uh, and, you know. I would have been, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm in the same camp, and it's so funny. And this everything comes down to aesthetic, you know. Uh, what one person finds attractive, another person may not. But I feel like the right. quality of men in this episode, as far as being love interests, improved over the series. Because I was looking at Charles, and I was like, this dusty nigga. So when they had Khadija say, or was it the last episode? Either way, when she was like, "Damn, he fine," I was thinking like, "Man, nah." <laughs> nah, y'all wrote that in, and he was willing to take this role, but that motherfucker wasn't fine. <laughs> I mean, then we, we get to the scooters and uh, yes, aka Black Lightning, which uh, check out uh, Black Lightning. Man, uh, so Black it out. Yes, that um, that nigga aged like fine wine. He looks he listen. looks good. He's preserved. Well, that we aged that way anyway. So <laughs> listen, this is beautiful. Um, and then Khalil Kane when Regine was dating him. Listen, I forgot what his name was on there. <laughs> um, who else? So many, so <sighs> many. And I love you know. And I know this is. Hmm, let me see how I put this. You have your Sex in the Cities. You have your Golden Girls. You even have your girlfriends, where it's these four lady friends who are hanging out in the city, all of which were in New York. Which side note to the side note. Um, could we have gone? No, Golden Girls was in Miami. No, this is damn it. Then, um, Girlfriends was in California. Shit, I'm forcing this. Look, I'm all wrong. I redacted. I redacted. I was just about to say, I would love to have a crossover episode with all these uh, different groups. Maybe they all fly to Cabo or something. We see all these women just interacting. (laughs) Um, but that being said, a lot of these shows you get where it's the four women and they're hanging out and living life and having fun. And this show has that added element of the two male characters who right. who are, they add to the story. They give a different perspective. But I feel like no other show has matched living single going forward. Um, I mean, they tried with... Uh, friends? Mm. <laughs> no, let me stop. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but I don't. I don't think any other show has matched because even Martin, though it was a good show, and it was an ensemble cast, Martin was clearly the main character. But that was, and not mm. to compare, not to rate the two. I guess compare them against each other. But that was a different type of show. Um, mm-hmm. Where you got these five friends in New York, New York in Detroit rather, and they're living their black ass experience too. I feel like Martin and living single existed in the same universe now that universe movies are the thing now i just feel as if they just existed in this same space where i see what yeah there would have you know there could have been a crossover i feel like in uh new york undercover was in that same universe you know just like um uh insecure probably exists in that very same universe just in 2017 and 18 versus 93 so i i enjoyed that about the show it hasn't been duplicated, man. And it, it can't be. <laughs> At all. Um, it cannot be. Yeah, so the whole, what is this? I like this background kind of beeline, B story of uh, Overton. And again, getting to the technology, this nigga had a pager. Overton. Right. <laughs> and he took out an ad in the paper to increase his business. It wasn't Craigslist. It wasn't, you oh, know, man. Angie's list or whatever. It was a, a classified, well, it ended up being a classified personal. But they all waiting for the paper. Kyle comes in with the paper. He reads off the um, the uh, the ad, which is handyman willing to please your knees or something. This nigga pulls out his pager, and he's getting paged throughout the entire episode. Bruh, a pager. Did you have one? Did five-year-old Huey have a pager? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Dang. So I remember one time, I don't remember how old I was. One time my dad had left his uh, his pager on the toilet. Uh-huh. And I go in there to pee. So I'm sitting there peeing and I just pick up his pager and start messing with it. I drop it in the toilet. I knew you were about to say that. Yeah, like was that your uh, only? I don't think I. I don't think I got my ass beat. I right. think I kind of attempted to lie my way out of it, but it just didn't make sense. But I just didn't get in too much trouble. Yeah, a pager, nigga. What what color was your daddy's pager? Did he have a, a black one? It was, was black it? one. Okay, it was black, but my mama had the clear ones. Okay, that's yeah, when I was that. blue, <laughs> and I feel like she had one that was like green. Yeah, that I I remember my mama having a green one, but it was like a um, it was like see through, so you could see the inner workings of the page itself. But it was like a yeah. like a soft green. It, if I seen the color, yeah. again, I know it. But I was like, oh, this this is pretty cool. Like it's not. I a know phone, exactly but, what you mean. And yes, yes, he yeah. So <laughs> a pager, <laughs> a big ass house phone, a classified ad, like. Even with all that shit dating the show, this was still such a damn good show, man. Right, and I remember is um on the Golden Girls, mm-hmm. Rose had stuck uh Dorothy's ad and ended up in the classifieds. Supposed to go in the the one ads, but it went in the classifieds. It was like we'll do anything. Yeah, yep. Or whatever, <laughs> an hour, <laughs> and then all the creepy things started coming up. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. Um. Shit, even I think at the beginning of this episode, the ladies were watching a 
work no this is after regime broke up with charles they were watching a workout video that's where regime had the clark atlanta university jersey on and mm. damn it was that it? okay i'm getting my my scene screwed up either way khadija got up yeah, on the couch. it's like i'll be remembering some of these details man, like man. i'll catch it when i watch it and i'm <laughs> like oh yeah that see but i'm, I'm so it's oh, it's the nostalgia man i'm so excited for this show <laughs> No, but Khadija said, I can't believe you rented such and such movie. Like, this is, that girl yeah, is crazy. Rented. I was like, rented? Yes, we, there used to be a thing called Blockbuster. We yes, and I miss it. VH. I don't know why, but like. Netflix took over and, and destroyed. No, nah, it was that bitch Redbox. That, this is, this is probably accurate. Yes, Redbox. Fuck her too. Because <laughs> I have a stack of boxes of VHSs that I still like. I got to find a way to turn them into a coffee table or something because ain't no way. <laughs> oh, that would be dope. Man, look, a whole, I mean, it, even bootleg movies and movies bought from the store, movies we never returned to uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> Since <laughs> you recorded off the TV. Right, right, right. Oh, bro, Digimon. Digimon, Pokemon is something else. I remember pushing that, was it record and play or something? Whatever no, you, you push record and play on the. Uh... Oh, the cassette. On the cassette. Yeah, but it, anywho, I recorded a bunch of episodes of that damn cartoon on over somebody's wedding video. I don't know whose it was. My bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I got my Digimon, goddammit. <laughs> my own, like, mixtape of, like, shows and shit from the fucking yes. Disney Channel. Yes. <laughs> um, and Pokemon, like. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew what was on. I had multiple. I knew what was on each and every one. I knew the sequence. <laughs> not the sequence because <laughs> I made the shit make your track list yes yes and that's how I got to see a lot of see, I was a creative at a young age bro yeah, <laughs> yes. return to your childhood roots continue being that creative for those of you out there living single or not return to them childhood dreams no um uh, I felt like Kyle and Max were the Martin and Pam if they ever dated. If they were dating versus Don't you ever disrespect. <laughs> I'm just saying in their banter. Don't you ever disrespect <laughs> Max and Kyle by comparing no, them. Just with the bickering. That's what it is. Not with anything else aesthetically or nothing else. Just that that, that back and forth. That uh, that uh, No. <laughs> Martin and Pam. Granted, it was funny. Uh-huh. But Martin and Pam, like, you already knew what they were going to say. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, you already knew it was going to be a B2B joke. Oh, yeah. You already knew she was going to call him short. You already knew he was going to talk about her breath. Like, that. you knew mm-hmm. the jokes he was going to make. Mm-hmm. But Max mm-hmm. and Kyle, it was just, like, random shit. Like, random happening. And then, that's one random comment. And it's like, what? Wait, what just happened? And you know, I wonder is that just a product of better writing? Like, because I don't remember who wrote, I'm sure Martin had a hand in it, but who wrote mm-hmm. Martin? Because as I recall, that show suffered, I think, about what season was that where Gina wasn't on the show? Like, it kind of went downhill. That was like the second to last one, wasn't it? Or Something was it? like that. Because it's when he branched off and started doing shit like Blue Streak and all the shit he did on his own when he started making movies. Mm. Again, rather. But yeah, um, I don't know. It's just something about, I guess, as a kid, watching Martin and Pam arguing and then turning on Living Single and seeing the same 
not caliber, but the same like bickering between the two. But right. now that you point that out, I do see where there is a huge difference in <laughs> Martin and Pam versus uh, Kyle and Max. So yeah, oh, God. the timing between Kyle and Max was always everything about it was just so ugh. <laughs> like why is it so good I, it's a lot of it is that physical comedy because max's faces yes and then kyle's like bravado yeah it's i think a lot of it was that physical that sexual tension they had and those sharp yes. ass words yeah i think that's what it was like the the my funny Valentine scene was, <laughs> I would fucking classic. Like yes, that deserved an Emmy. <laughs> an Emmy, yes. <laughs> Where's the Emmy? Yeah, it's it's coming eventually. Um, <laughs> that uh, even with that being said, getting to the bickering between um. I'm sorry to keep jumping ahead. I'm just no, you good. You good. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Let that that living single love flow. Um, but no, Regine and Max, and this was another thing where we're early in the series and we see these relationships established, and they get to bickering. And in the first episode, there was some back and forth, but this one right. with it being spe- like something so personal as them sharing that man, so to speak. When Regine said, "That's why you can't win a case," and then. Oh. Like it, it hit below the belt, and it did it where I wasn't expecting it. Even this being an old ass syndicated show, I still was not expecting that level of a jab so soon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that fucked me up. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. This you got a, a raise. <laughs> A regime and Max in your life, where you the regime and you the Max, and you arguing with this motherfucker on a daily basis. You got your um, hell, do those even Wait. exist anymore? <laughs> Shit. Ask him. He was breaking up. My bad. No, I said, do those relationships even exist anymore? With like you know, social media and shit, you can talk shit or drag. Uh. Like, do you have these regime and Maxes like at all? Like, do you have these relationships? I feel like you do. Uh, um, I, I feel like I feel like you do. And I'm trying to think. I don't. I feel like there is some. I just cannot. Because I'm even exactly thinking, okay. Insecure. I know. Well, Molly and Issa to an extent, but not. Well, Kelly. Because mm, it's like it's a friendly cattiness. Like we love each other, but I really would just not rather not be around you. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that and you know what made this episode so real is at the end when Max um ultimately broke up with Charles and Regine's like oh you know you did that for me I never had a girl uh, a woman do anything nice for me so when it does right. happen it's you know such a big deal and she's showing her with these compliments and she's like oh I'm lying he broke up with me and it was like <laughs> that was so fucking real <laughs> like that fit with her. <laughs> that yeah man it's Bruh. Max and no, it's go ahead. It's two ep- uh, moments in that episode that just are my favorite. Oh yeah. It's one when Regine's going up the stairs and Khadija's like, Why do you always have to have a man? And she was like, Some people pay. 
<laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Right. That fucking giggle. Okay. And what's some the- people pay, like, and some people collect niggas. Right, pretty much. And some people still do. Um, I guess before you move on to your next, your next favorite uh, point, I mm. really felt as if they did a good job with Regine because I feel like it would have been very easy to make her be the whore, the slutty one, like to make her. Right, yeah. You know, she still felt classy. However, bougie, she still felt very classy, if that's the word I'm looking for. I did not feel like, like she was. She, she was real. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like I said, like she was well done. And then what was extra on her was balanced by the other character so mm-hmm. it all just fit perfectly but you're at, like they could have easily made her be the the slut of the house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I never felt like that was the case even with the no, I mean, y'all know she, she was did. a little gold digger right bougie, but <laughs> yeah she was so respectful Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like she said, she said, is it so hard for me to, or so bad that I want a man who knows, um, I guess, what is it? Fine wine doesn't come with a twist off top. And I was like, you know what? That's real. That might not be for everybody, but that's real. Like, I feel like that's, right. that's, that's pretty attainable. You know, that's not asking for too much. Cause <laughs> shit, hell, you are an HBCU graduate, but it's like, come on, you can <laughs> require certain things and you should be able to get those. Cause Go right. digger or not, uh, but no. Going to your to your second second point that you were um, that you were coming up with. Oh no! It was when uh, Max and Raisin were arguing. Then Kyle walks in <laughs> and closed the window. <laughs> and the, the woman in three B says Max is right. Yes, bro. Again, that physical comedy. He walked in with his finger up, completely silent, <laughs> and you knew what he was doing <laughs> when he shut that wind, bro. Yes, this. Man, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> that I don't, I don't even know what else to say. This was a a dope ass show, and yes, it was, it was, and we did get that, that uh, woman in three B part because like you were, I was not expecting that at all, at all. So <laughs> it's just like, man. I'm sorry. No, no, I would have love to see oh no well maybe not i was gonna say i would love to see some crossovers with other shows but not really this show exists in a vacuum like in its own space and that's good you don't need right. a whole lot of interference from anything else i think i'm just spoiled by this contemporary like tv show and movie shit where a lot of stuff is crossing over but this this was good this was good on its own right. um, and i just want to i said it on on equipment i just want to say it here too mm-hmm don't let the nostalgia make you think it needs to be a reboot. True, 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 true. Some things belong when they were there with those people. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. do, and in that time period, like living single with those same characters now would not be as. I don't feel like it would be as entertaining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because they should have grown from there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not all living in the same house in 2018. Right. You know, hell, we just seen Kim Fields on uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and just her herself, not even her character, she's a whole different person than she was right. back then. So, yeah, that 
that would be uh, now I do caveat that with if there is a Max and Kyle show, I'm watching that. But like you said, as far as how okay. they reboot, yes, I, I don't, I don't see, <laughs> I don't even see. I, you know, I was thinking like, could I see this show as a um, how can I put this? Like the title "Living Single" placed on a different show. But then I'm like, then you're still just kind of ripping off the nostalgia of living single. So even if right. it's just a girl and a guy who are roommates dealing with their love, like, call it something else. I can't even see that. You know, I can see you doing some scenes in the style of living single in a way to say, oh, this is paying tribute to that show. But I can't see a whole ass reboot of this show. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't see it. I can see a nice little made for TV movie. Okay. Okay, and you know I can see that like well. a BT original. Oh, oh Lord, wait. Let's give it the TV one. I feel like they nah. would do more, much better. They, mm, they did the Bobby Christina movie. Okay, well let's. Um, the list. don't want to say Lifetime either. Hell, <laughs> not that it would no. be Lifetime. Um, centric. Well, no. Well, B BT did the new edition story. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. What What else has BT done? I don't know. Somebody shopped this around. <laughs> Cause um, I, 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 I would trust BET with this. Oh yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. As long as Tyler Perry is nowhere near it, I'm I'm good. <laughs> oh hell no. Yeah. No, I can see a little where they now kind of vignette of uh of a little film. Yeah. And I think that goes to um to be to be. I think that goes for a lot of these shows where if you wanted to do kind of a uh, last little hoorah of this is where they were or where they ended up or the story ended because hell you could have the choice to accept canon where it ended in the 90s or include this little update but again to reboot the whole series would be I don't want to say a waste of time but with so much other content coming out and so much new stuff being created mm-hmm. you don't have to like that's the beauty of stuff like Insecure I think they were showing a different world on the screen on one of the something something like had reference to an older show which made it more legitimate you don't have to reboot right. the single because then what are you going to do um but yeah <laughs> no reboots god damn it um <laughs> let me see flavor what are you flavor magazine now um khadijah runs flavor what are your your thoughts what are your your your, your thoughts and opinions on flavor magazine Flavor Magazine is the voice of... Damn, I forgot the words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it was dope to see a black woman... <laughs> it was dope to see everybody's careers, honestly. Yeah. Um, it was dope to see them just successful and, and doing their own thing, like Overton was the handyman. He had a uh, wisdom that nobody else really had, mm-hmm. and the skill set that nobody else really had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had Kyle, who was what investment banker, or whatever broker, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, and clearly he's educated and talented, but you don't really value one over the other. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Um. Regine was a buyer for the boutique. Mm-hmm. Max is a lawyer. Khadija runs her own magazine. 
and Sinclair works for Khadija's magazine, but mm-hmm. you don't value any of them different. Right, like, right. Mm-hmm. yeah. But um, it was just dope, and then to see it as somebody that was like just in the entertainment industry in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and into pop culture, actually being successful and running their own thing, like it was dope. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and it was a black woman. Like the fuck. Yeah, and it was a full figure black one. It was not no, you know, size two. And not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. But you had a <laughs> woman that looked like a lot of the, you know, demographic that was watching the show. Hell, you know, it was, or looked like the moms or aunts or sisters of a lot of the people who were watching the show. So that was, yeah, that was that was a good good part of. It. I mean, of course, she was Queen Latifah, but <laughs> you know, that aside, she they all looked like real people. They weren't right. all the same. Even Overton and Kyle, like Overton was, I'd say about maybe six one, six two, and Kyle had to be like five nine, five ten. And not that that's a huge like difference, but seeing wait, what what I say six two? I say about six one. Either way, not that that's a huge <laughs> difference with men, but just seeing the different body types and the style, the swag, so to speak, the aesthetic. Right. It was it was very good to see it like you said no it felt like everyone's career was kind of window dressing to them it wasn't like max is the lawyer and she's you know top tier because she's the lawyer it was very much we are all authentically friends in spite of and you know in relation to our career path that we've chosen like like you said you didn't devalue anyone because they were a plumber or an assistant versus the lawyer and the buyer so right yeah i really like that about this show um, all in all, like I said, I'm gonna I'm on Max's side as well. I feel like she was right. Um, <laughs> like she said, had I not have been dumped, I'd have still uh, I'd have still dated him to spite you. And she's talking about I went after him, and then no, I would have married him just so you couldn't. That <laughs> that fucking exchange. I don't know. I just I love this show, man. <laughs> um, uh, and it, it's fun to see Max and. Regine evolve over uh, the series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and how they do, they end up having their like their, you know, good moments with each other and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like it's it's really dope. Yeah, I again nothing else like it since then. Um, that being said, who was your favorite of this episode? This I'll take your man episode. My favorite in this episode. I want to go with Regine actually. Oh yeah, why's that? Because she was so extra. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Uh, Nobody like like, she made a whole scene because nobody really gave a fuck about her problems. Right. Nobody's gonna get any rest. I'm like, what? (laughs) When she was in that kitchen, (laughs) yeah, talking, (laughs) and then she called Khadija at work. I am your friend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was cute. Yeah, okay. Um, I guess what what about your favorite scene of this episode? Oh, uh, when Kyle comes down and sets the window. Ah, Kyle in the window. <laughs> yeah, um shit for me, I'll say my favorite was I don't want to keep defaulting to Max, but I just loved how petty she was this episode. Like she <laughs> It was beautiful. It was hard it was it was between Max and Regine. Uh huh. But you know, 
for the for it only being the second episode and the series have been being so good so far, I kind of want to give an honorary you know honorable mention to um Overton because I feel like this was a good episode for him. It's a good solid. I'm being chased down by these sex hungry women. Yeah, you know, even when he uh when they went to church and he he stepped into the scene with that like Dick Tracy hat and that suit on, I <laughs> I instantly thought okay now he didn't let this get to his head that all these women want him. I didn't. I didn't think, oh, they're going to church. And it's, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this nigga, he doing something. So that's my honorable mention, but I got to go with Max as my uh, my favorite this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, Max, for being petty. Uh, I don't know, favorite scene? I don't even know, but I can't, because it was all so, so good. Uh, what stood out to me? Uh Probably that arguing at the end when she had to finally admit that no, nah, he dumped me. I didn't dump him. That was a good scene. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that that Kyle closing that window, that I need a snapshot of that and hang that up on my wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, oh shit, hello. Yeah. Oh fuck! I thought I lost you. Okay, so uh, based off of episode two, I'll take your man. Which two? Only two of the six castmates. Which two would you room with based off this episode? Based off of this episode. Mm, I'd say. I'm going to just keep it the same. Um. <laughs> Overton and Khadija. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, okay. Any any reason in particular for for this episode? Oh, I mean, you got Overton there, so if shit break down, if something he fix, he's there to fix it. Okay. Um, and then you got Khadija there. She's very responsible. Oh, I was just thinking. That. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's um. So like, it's it. It would be a, a household where it would just be feel like it would be in order yeah. together. <laughs> um Yeah. Okay, okay, that's fair. Uh I gotta go with Kyle and Overton. That I just I don't know, just out of all the mess <laughs> that was going on this episode, <laughs> I feel like one, like you said, Overton fixing shit. That's for one. But Kyle, just he seemed to be much like your reason for Khadija. I feel like he is uh, the one in this episode who had his shit together. Though he didn't have as much screen time, I feel like he was right. the one who was like, out of all these, all six of us, I'm the least crazy. So <laughs> I got to go with Overton <laughs> and, uh, and go with Kyle cause, just because, hell. Um, so I don't know, any 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 other thoughts, final thoughts, any uh things you want to get off your chest about this episode or the series so far or at all um you know <laughs> a lot of people within the um the black gay community right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um they do not cleanse themselves out before anal sex Okay. Um, you know, they say, you know, you should know your body and, um, you know, you shouldn't have to do that. And, you know, that's going to ruin the lining of your colon and everything. 
Um, so they are like, no, you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to flee. And to all of those people, all I have to say to them is some people paint. See, God damn it. Here we <laughs> well said, well said, sir. Well said. Uh, Huey Shaw, attorney at law. God damn it. No, uh, <laughs> shit on that. No, that I have no, no thoughts after that. We going to leave it off with that. So you go ahead and plug, plug your shows, your social medias, all that good shit. Uh, yeah, y'all can follow me on Twitter at Baby Huey, B-A-E-B-Y-H-U-E-Y. Uh, check out the shows of Quamini Jams and Little Quamini Jams After Show. Um, all my links are available on my Twitter. Just, you know, hang out with the kid. Give me some love, some views, some likes, you know, some retweets. Tell your friends about me, you know. Tell your mamas about me. <laughs> DM me nudes. Um... <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me, man. Like, it's an honor. Like, I feel like I keep popping your your podcast cherries. That's gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some people paint. No, uh, but yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> no, but yeah. I'm. I'm. Thank you for having for coming on, goddamn it. Because this is yeah. This is, and that is yeah. You were the first on um also oh insecure, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes. Well, goddamn. Here we <laughs> every time I come up with a new show, you the first on shit. This is a hey, fucking tradition it's an at honor. this point. <laughs> it's an honor. I'm proud to be here. I'm proud of all the work you're doing, man. You busting your ass. I appreciate it. I respect it. Man. Um so of course it's 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 honest a privilege. Okay. I, I thoroughly appreciate that. Carefree Blur production. <laughs> right, right, right. Shit. Um, so yeah, I know that being said, this has been Not Quite Living Single, a Carefree Black Nerd Review Show. Please subscribe, like, rate, and review the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. Download past episodes and subscribe to future episodes of Not Quite Living Single by visiting carefreeblacknerd.com. Um, use the hashtag NQLSPod. Uh, the links will be in the show notes. Again, much thanks and much love to Baby Yui for coming on these first couple episodes. And um, all you wonderful people out there, um, I don't know, have a good time living not quite single, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Hey. And that's that. It's something nice about the night so single life. Not so single life. Another shirt. No. <laughs> I'm oh giving you taglines, bro. Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna have to go. Hey, you're about to have to slide me some Bitcoin for hey, this shit. Hey, listen. I got you, I got you. <laughs>